You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? So soothing. Yeah, Paul Pasolakis. We are inside real estate. We've got Salvatore Cusmano in the, in the morning. studio. How are you? I'm pretty good. We got Mr. Brad Weisgerber. How you doing? Good. It's Halloween. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Yeah. You, are you dressed up? As, what are you dressed up as? Um, your son. You kind of could. Yeah, he's, he's portly. You're old. You. He's portly. Um, we have a <laughs> very portly. we have a very special <laughs> guest today, uh, President of American Financial Resources or AFR for short. Laura uh, Brandeo, how are you, ma'am? I am wonderful. How are you? Good morning and happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So Laura is uh, the president uh, of, a, of a really good company uh, who does do a, a wholesale lending to a lot of brokers like ourselves. Um, she uh, and Laura, why don't you give your background? I know you're, you're the president of the company, but uh, and you, you want to talk to us about a few things, but give us some of your background, how you ended up in that position, um, so on and so forth. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to speak to everyone. And yes, my story um, kind of goes back, you know, I've been in the business for quite a while, but the story of kind of how AFR um, came about is back in 2007, when all of us were going through that terrible time in the industry, as we speak of Halloween and spooky times, that was a very scary time for all of us. Yeah. And during that time, you know, we were all sitting there every morning watching Mortgage Implode on the website <laughs> and pretty much saying, well, will our company be on that list today or not? And as I was sitting there kind of watching what was going on, I actually reached out to my IndyMac rep at that time. Wow. And I said to him, yeah, strange, right? And yeah. I said to her, you know what? Is there any place that you know of that might be kind of a safe haven, you know, somewhere that maybe isn't um, going to have this difficulty with kind of having the legacy of the subprime market? And she said to me, you know what? I actually have a client in northern New Jersey that had this idea of starting a wholesale division. So I'm like, hmm, I think I can possibly help with that. So I actually went up and I met with the CEO of the company, and he's like, Laura, here's the plan. I'm a small retail company. They had maybe 25 employees, okay? Wow. They had just become, yeah, they were just a little guy, and they had just become a correspondent lender. You know, they had, they had their warehouse lines and all of that. And he said, you know what, with all of this turmoil that's happening within the industry, we're clean. You know, they were brokering all of their subprime loans at that time. So they didn't have any legacy. They didn't have any issues, you know, with bad loans that were going to have buybacks and all of that. So he had the foresight of actually saying, maybe this is a time to start a wholesale division. So he brought me on. And I was literally employee number one of the wholesale division. Yeah. And he said, there's a desk. Go start wholesale. So at that time, that is wild. That'd be like if we decided, (laughs) hey, we're going to do wholesale. That that is kind of a crazy story. Keep keep going, Laura. Sorry to cut you off. 
so so it was kind of weird. So I literally sat down at the desk and I used my friend Google and I started just looking up mortgage brokers at that time. And I literally just called different mortgage brokers and I said, guess what? You know, I'm not going to have any of that legacy. I'm, I'm brand new and I'm here for you. And I had one product, FHA, down to a 500 FICO score. That was it. Yeah. That's all I had to offer them. Yeah. Well, the good news was, is as other companies went out of business, lots of really good team members wanted to jump ship to somewhere, again, that was safe. So I was able to pick up some really great talent, talent that's actually still with me all these years later. So we started growing, and then something else happened. Taylor, Bean, and Whitaker went out of business. Yes, they did. And when, <laughs> you remember that? Oh, yes, they so, did. Taylor Vita Whitaker goes out of business, and I literally, back in the day when you had paper files, I literally had boxes and boxes and boxes of files coming at me because nobody else wanted manufactured homes. Yeah. So that was kind of how we started, and I was employee number one. About two years later, I became a partner of AFR, so I actually bought into the company a couple years after that. Smart. And then from there, we just continued to grow and evolve and all that. I became COO, and I was actually chief operations officer for quite a while. And then recently, in the last couple of months, they actually gave me the position of being president of the company um, because, you know, through all those 11 years of weathering all the different markets and all the changes within our industry, whether it was compliance, whether it was um, – you know, rates, what programs, you know, whatever the different changes are, we've kind of always been able to maneuver and shift and, and grow and survive, you know, and all of that and flourish in this market, which has been great. Yeah, you So know, that's kind of the story. It's really interesting because, if, you know, if people don't remember, there was something called the implodometer that just had every, all these different mortgage companies that were like imploding. And it was like back then the broker was like 50%, you know, uh, the market share. market share as opposed to after it, they like almost disappeared because the, the yeah. regulations came down so hard on the, the broker business because we were, you know, we were the one, we were the scapegoat at that time. Right. Um, and not a lot of people were going into the wholesale business and, and kind of like, uh, you know, we talked to Matt Ishbia on, on the show. Same thing. It was like uh, he bet on the broker very early when a lot of people weren't. And you guys did kind of the same thing. You decided to go we did. bet on the broker really early on and, you know, create a situation where you helped revitalize that whole section of the of the business. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Um, and obviously companies like us rely on, on companies like you to be good partners of ours. Um, so, so what I want to get into is obviously, uh, you know, as a business model, what AFR does. And I know, you know, AFR, uh, by design, it seems like has been a really good lender as far as filling the gaps where a lot of other places aren't doing, you know, for instance, you guys uh, spearheaded the VA renovation home loan, USDA renovation home loans. You, you talked about manufactured home uh, homes, which is like almost ten percent of the market, which was which is a neglected, a very difficult type of property to 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 do historically. You guys said, okay, we're going to figure out a way to do that. Um, and it seems that we talked on, uh, offline, you and you and myself, Laura. It was like. You guys made a decision very early on to, to, to be a, a different type of tool in, in the loan officer's tool belt in the broker community. 
That is correct. Absolutely. And that has always been our strategy. You know, even from years ago, you know, we kind of separated ourselves where we said, we're not going to be the commodity. There's lots of excellent lenders out there that can help with that, you know, but that has never been our model. We've kind of said we want a strong um, relationship with our clientele, and we want to be there to be that trusted advisor an educator and person to be able to provide the tools to our broker community that will allow them to build stronger relationships on their side. So if they're going into a realtor's office and that realtor says, you know what, I've got these dog properties here that just won't move. You know, they need repair. They're they're sitting there and, you know, they're, I just can't get them off the market. You know, being able to walk in there with the option of being able to offer a renovation program for every single type of loan, whether you're a top end and you, you're going to do a conventional, whether you're a veteran, like you said, and you're able to use your benefit to be able to do a renovation loan there, or you can do a 203K FHA. Or like you said, most people do not even realize you can actually include renovation costs into a USDA loan. Most people don't even realize that. So being able to go in to your referral partners and be that trusted advisor and educate the marketplace, that's powerful. And that has always been the position that we have taken. Now, you mentioned the VA renovation. That all came about because one of my sales members reached out to a client, and the client said to him, I think there's a way to do a renovation loan on a VA. And he came back to me and he says, Laura, is there a way? I said, honestly, I'm not sure. I said, I'm going to have our VP of underwriting reach out to the, to the RLC. So they reach out. They said, nope, there's no such thing. She comes back to me. I said, try another one. Try another regional office. Calls the second one. There's no such thing. I said, I'm sorry. Got to keep going until somebody understands this program. She took her four calls in four different areas of the country until finally somebody answered the phone and said, you know what? You actually can do that, but we really have no guidance in our guidelines for you. So That's wild. she comes back to me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So she comes to me and, and I said, set up a call. We need to speak to this individual because he knows there's a program. Bottom line, we literally said to him, if we, write the, if we write the guidelines, will you take them, review them, and sign off on it? Long story short, that happened. Wow. So you, and you, we, you guys actually yeah, created we a product. Yeah, we were able to do that. Wow. You, Go guys, ahead. you guys created a product uh, in, in the marketplace that didn't exist basically. And just, you guys just push through it. I like that. I like the fact that you, you guys were like, you know what, we can do this. Let's put, let's, let's make the, some calls. Yeah. I mean the mindset of why not, right? right. Uh, it exists. Exactly. There's, there's no guidance. Why not put it together and figure it out? Obviously you want to write a good loan and it's, there's thousands upon thousands of pages of guidelines from other, you know, programs to, to borrow from. Why not? Right. Yeah, it was really just there wasn't enough clarity, so people were very afraid of it. It was very vague. You know, it was kind of like two sentences within the guidelines, and everybody wasn't willing to take the risk of, well, what if we do something that doesn't fit, you know, or maybe somebody's interpretation may be different. So we said, well, let's put clarity to it. 
Let's really define what the rules are and let's fit within those guidelines. And honestly, within the first month of rolling out that program, one of my clients, one of our brokers out in California, I believe, sent me a newspaper article. And that newspaper article was a story about a six-year-old veteran that had never owned a home before in his life. And he was able to purchase a home using his benefit and have the home modified for his disability. That's wild. And the local, isn't that awesome, right? You know what's even more wild, Laura, is the fact that a lot of veterans, and to be fair, they, they don't even know that they have the opportunity to do a VA mortgage. A lot of it's education. These veterans don't have, don't, don't have or any if, idea. if they do, they don't understand how awesome that loan is. It's the best loan in the market. It's the best it's loan the best. out there. It is so great. There is no better loan in the market other than a VA loan, uh, especially on the purchase side. Right. 100% mm-hmm. financing, no PMI, low interest rates. Um, it's, it's a great, great product. And if you're a veteran out there, just – heed these words like you have an opportunity to buy a house and if you're a loan officer ask the question are you are you a veteran because most veterans they they don't say it they don't they don't even try to use their benefit because they don't understand it they don't understand that they're going to get a better loan they just try to go conventional i've done it i've done it but you will asking the question are you a veteran you're gonna one thank you for the service two Help them and, and give them something in return by giving them the best loan in the market, hands down. I can't tell you how many times I've been, I've blanked on that and found out after the fact that they're a veteran. And Sal, you've probably done it too. And you're like, oh shit, I could have, I, like, I, sh- I can't believe I didn't ask him that. Right. Yeah. Right. They're, so, yeah. Laura, l- let me ask you this. So, I mean, these loans that we're talking about, a, I think part of the education is to to the consumer, to the real estate agent, but also, I mean, even us as as professionals, and you know, I've been in the business for 16 years. I don't even think I understand these programs from from a from like a deep standpoint or understand how to do them. I think part of what you as a company also are, are have a challenge on is educating the brokers and the, the the loan officers in this market on how to do these loans. Right. So I actually want to go even further back than that. It's just the concept, right? So you talk about how when you started, um, there was a subprime. Everyone's crashing and, and everyone's staying away from subprime. But you said I came out. I had one product, five hundred. FICO score FHA. <laughs> FICO. So a lot of people don't understand, um, you know, what's the difference between a subprime loan and niche products, kind of like what you have, um, where they're maybe non-QM or um, not necessarily subprime, but more niche that a lot of people don't get into, that a lot of people think would be subprime. What's what's the difference there? Right, and and it's funny because back then. Wasn't there a little bit of a blurring of the lines? Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you remember that. And if and if you've been in the business 16 years, you guys went through that. There was no line. So I remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was, oh, FHA is the new subprime, right? Isn't that kind of what we yep. heard, yep. you know, back at that time? And you're right. The only difference was, I guess, at that time in the beginning, and I'm talking, you know, 2007, at that time, it was, well, at least they're verifying their income. You know, at least you didn't have stated (laughs) income on there. You didn't have no ratio or ninas or that type of thing, right? So at that time, that's the way it was. And I think over time, of course, it substantially evolved. I mean, I think the logic within the AUS 
has certainly been perfected. I think now it definitely does kind of layer and stack the risk levels, you know, so it's taking into account not just the FICO score, it's taking into account other factors, you know, of course, it's taking into account, are they getting a gift? Um, What is the DTI? You know, have they owned a, a home previously? You know, can you verify the rental? So I think as all of this time has passed, I think you don't have the blurring of the lines. I really do think, you know, no, it's not subprime. So even if somebody maybe, you know, had some difficulty or credit challenges within their life, and maybe they might be a little bit of a lower FICO, of course, I don't do down to 500 now. Um, but, you know, maybe somebody that does have a little bit of a lower score, maybe a 580, let's, let's use 580 now as kind of that, that crossroad. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's a subprime borrower or someone that shouldn't get into that home or be able to refinance because I really do think that the AUS system is very smart now and only getting smarter. Um, it's very interesting to kind of see the models and the risk factors that go into that. That really does guide us into a direction, you know, yeah. as to making well, I, really good quality loans. It's yeah, all- I think that the blurred lines – are are more just the interpretation of the the loan officer or the broker as to what is True. a subprime slash garbage loan, right? right? Like for for a lot of brokers, I think they say, "Oh, I don't I don't do any of that." They think it's garbage, but really, it's like, okay, these loans uh, have to go through DU and underwriting and everything right. like that. So it's a closable loan. It just has the caveat of being able to build in costs and whatnot. I think people shy away from that just because they think it's right. a mess, but it's really not that bad if you know what you're doing. Yeah, so I think there's a big That's misconception exactly right. that sub <clears throat> subprime back in the day was literally it's paper files, stated income, stated yeah, how much do you make? Hundred thousand. Okay, I'm not going to verify it. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to verify how much money you have. I'm just going to give you money. That 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 was a subprime loan back in the day. That's what caused the crash. This today, this this niche markets with the lower credit scores. It's it's not subprime. They're vetted it's, out. They're, they're, no. There's it's almost like trying to put a human factor into it. Like uh, you got a low FICO score. Okay, but. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know what your story is. Something maybe you're having a bad year or whatever, right? But it takes all the layers in into consideration. So maybe you have a low FICO score, but you have all the money in the bank. Uh, you're not borrowing funds. Like you have everything else going your way. You just had a, a bad month that d- destroyed your credit, and you're building it back up. So like it's almost trying to put a human factor into it with a complicated algorithm it, to, it to gives, make it, sense it gives people options that have blemishes or had problems and it's not all that right it's, uh, sometimes it's they have they've, they've got decent credit and they just want to take advantage of a different product right but with all that being said yes it gives it gives the 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 the, the consumer another option and because of the way that we vet, vet them out today i don't believe that we're going to have like rampant like foreclosure rates on these loans wouldn't right. you agree laura I agree. I totally agree. I I really think there has been so much progress and we really aren't looking at things the way we did in the past. You know, I think we definitely have learned, you know, from the past. And I think we've all put kind of stop gaps in place to make sure that things like that don't happen. Let me me ask you this. Yeah, I do think we're in a good place. Let me ask you this, Laura. So what do you say to, so I'll be, I'll be very candid. Sometimes when I see some of these loans, like a renovation loan or a a two or three K or some of these other loans, I look at it and say, you know what, that's a, that's going to be a nightmare to, to, to process. That's going to be a nightmare. And, and, and truth be told, I've, I've shied away 
away from doing those types of deals because they're not always a success story on that level. I guess my question to you is, what are you guys doing as as a as a company to make that process smoother? Uh, give the the loan officer the tools and the information to properly set those deals up. And are they a nightmare, or have you guys kind of figured out how to make them uh, a, a smoother transaction across the board? Well, thank you for that question. And your perception um, or your interpretation of that is what I hear all the time. Right. <laughs> so right. believe me, you, you're not saying anything that I don't hear probably on a daily basis. Right. Now, the first thing I'd like to say is we have been doing these since we started wholesale. So 11 years ago, you know, we decided we were going to jump into, you know, renovation. And at that time, it was only two or three Ks on the FHA side. But at that time... You don't know what you don't know, right? Just like you guys, when a mortgage broker is saying, I'm going to do this renovation loan, well, I don't know what I don't know, right? right? So my my idea of this is, oh, it's going to be a nightmare dealing with a contractor. The borrower's not going to understand what, what's going on. There's additional forms that have to happen. So 11 years ago, you're right. I probably would say there's so many moving parts and it's complicated, but over time, you learn, right? You learn and you grow. And I'll give you one, one prime example. Many years ago, we decided, you know what? It is a nightmare having multiple contractors. So if you have the guy that does the HVAC and the guy that does the, the sheetrock and the guy that's going to fix the porch and all of that, it's a nightmare wrangling all these people. So for an example of that would be many years ago, we decided we're going to have one GC. So you're going to have one general contractor. Now, he can have as many people under him as subcontractors as he wants, but it is impossible to try to wrangle all of these people. So that was something we established very early on. So as time went by, we continued to say, how can we simplify this, you know, to make it easier for everyone? So, of course, we have many, many educational programs. So every single week we do educational webinars where brokers can attend and and learn about the programs. Now, what I came out with about five years ago now, 2013, I came out with something called on-demand processing. On-demand processing is actually free to all of my brokers. I will process that loan for free for you. Now, the reason why I did that is because just what you said. It's a big deal. I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm asking for. I'm not really sure how to explain it to my borrower. Maybe I need an expert that can do that for me. AFR actually will process the loan for you once the loan gets approved. So the upfront part of it of gathering your normal documents, the pay stubs, the W-2s, the sales contract, you're going to do that just like any other loan. And then when a loan gets approved, we will actually step in, deal directly with the borrower if you want your choice. You don't want us to speak to the borrower? That's fine. We'll go through you, whatever you prefer. We will talk to the contractors. We will work directly with the borrower and the contractor wow. and you to be able to get that loan to the table. You know, this that's just crazy. You know, it's funny that we're talking. We're actually signed up with AFR. We, I don't think we do a lot right now, to be to be fair. But you know, this is actually like even me in my my seat that I'm sitting in right now as a broker. And I think any broker that's listening right now needs to kind of like he, listen to this because the beauty of being a broker. Brad and Sal, the, the beauty of us being a You're telling me like I don't know. Yeah, the, well, the beauty of being a broker is 
We have options like this, right? We have multiple tools in our tool belt. We, that's why I believe that the broker is the best place to do a deal is because we have an opportunity to go out in the market and find the best products for, for our clients. And companies like AFR that are, that are helping us do that is really huge for us. And this is why uh, a Chase or a Bank of America can't compete with, with the things mm-hmm. that we can do. We have so many, so many tools in our tool belt. And I, awesome. like, yeah. I like how she – That's awesome. <clears throat> I like I'm how excited, you talk about Mara. You don't know what you don't know, and everyone's scared about yeah. what you don't know. But, I'm, you, I'm, but yeah. you learn over time. Well, you really kind of help bridge that gap by saying, "Hey, we'll t- we'll handle it for you until you know what you don't know and, and right. learn over that's time." Right. right? That's, that's, that's great. Right. Well, here's here's another example. I wanna I wanna actually keep that going with the you you learn over time. So about eighteen months ago, I get a phone call from a contractor. Contractor is very upset because again, as the lender. I'm now, you guys are done, you know, the borrower moved into, got into their home, but now for the next three, four months, we're working with a contractor and borrower to get that project completed. Okay, so now I have a contractor that calls and says, I'm so upset, I need my draw money, and the borrower went on vacation. Now, back in the day, you, well, actually, it's not even back in the day, I'm, I'm kind of speaking for my company. Um, there's many companies that still do it this <laughs> right, way. Right, right. So, the way that it works for a contractor to get their draw is it's a two-signature authentication. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens is, is I have to send the check to the borrower. The borrower has to sign it. Then the check has to go to the contractor. The contractor has to sign it because it's in both of their names. Okay. So 18 months ago, I get a phone call from a contractor, very upset. He needs his money. The borrower went on vacation. It's sitting in a mailbox. Okay. So I said... Why in the world am I mailing checks? In the year 2017 at the time, why am I mailing anybody a check? It's crazy. At our company, no more checks. We don't mail checks at all. So we built a portal, a renovation portal, that when that borrower closes on their loan, they get a link and the contractor and the borrower work within a renovation portal. And when that contractor says, hey, Mrs. Smith, I need more money because your cabinets came in and I'm about to put them in your kitchen, she goes into her portal, she reviews everything, and she electronically signs, okay, my contractor can now get a release of funds. At that time, he says, good to go, and the money is automatically ACH wired into his bank account. Welcome no to the future. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, it's fu- it's funny. Christmas. This is the, the this is well, one of the issues that we again. Had. It's, oh, it's kind of like that VA uh, renovation loan, right? It's like okay, we can do this. Why right? don't we? Yeah. Why don't we? Let's figure it out. And it probably wasn't like completely mind boggling to create a portal that that nope. works on, right? I mean, there's just what's well, common sense signatures and uh, payment processing, right? It's That's com- it. I want to see you write the code to develop a portal. Well, yeah. sure, but I'm saying it's not like, you know, you had to flip the world upside down to make that. Well, it's pretty here's, awesome. Here's the beauty of our business and what's happened is back in the day, it was very archaic. It was like a hey, paper yep. pushing. And the companies have decided to embrace technology in the future and how things are actually being done in the market. Because before, because of the lack of the competition, because of lack of different things, companies could get away with just sucking 
well, you can't suck anymore, right? There's the, you've nope. got you've got to figure out ways to make this more palatable across the board. And and kudos to you guys for being a, like on the forefront of that. You you decided to take a really complicated process, and from what I'm hearing, is saying let us put things in place to make this more palatable across the board for the client, for everybody, and even the broker, so that we can actually give more products and take this to market. That's an actually like an actual product that that makes right. sense for people. It's different. I, we talk about technology innovations all the time, and we talk mainly talk about. The, the bigger lenders, the mainstream lenders that you know do a lot of A paper, a lot of high FICO, generic stuff, but they do right. a lot of volume. The assembly line, but, kind of the assembly yeah, line. I, right. I think kind of what you guys have been creating is is more innovative, right? Because it takes more thought process and more um, more of an urge and, and more development time to develop something like this because it's not it does. it's not really i mean it definitely the, does because yeah. there's so many there, well number one you're adding even more people into the mix right not only am i working with the realtor the borrower the broker and the lender now i've got contractors in there i've got subcontractors in there i've got builders in there you know i've got hud consultants you know i've got all these different parties that are now also part of the transaction that's wild, and That's I, wild. I, th- I saw I, I saw an article that you uh, actually developed something for the Amazon Echo as well. I did. What's I up did. With that? Yes. Brad's Brad's a big fan yes. of the. I've Amazon been looking at developing. I've been developing. <laughs> Brad is all about Amazon Dude, Echo. He wants yeah, a smart house. Or He's got a Roomba yeah. that goes on command. So <laughs> he, he is it. such an Amazon. I have Echo a developer owner. account too. I'm trying to work, work on writing my own yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brad. I was interested. All right. So so talk about. I mean, what what is it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so so we have a skill, okay? So they're called skills, and we have a skill called Ask AFR. So essentially the way that it works is you can download the skill, and then, one, you know, if you're a client of ours and you have your pipeline, you can literally ask AFR different questions. That's so right. based on your AFR Loan Center credentials, you would log in, and then you can ask a question such as um, Ask AFR, what locks are expiring this week? And Alexa will literally come back and say, the Smith family loan is expiring on Tuesday and the Jones family loan is expiring on Monday. Brad is physically excited. Yeah, you can literally say, ask AFR to have my account executive call me and it literally will have to take an email. the account executive to call you. Brad can't stand up right now. Let's put it that way. He's <laughs> so excited. I love it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he, he, you just see the smile on his face. Is geek. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. I'm yes. just a lazy human. Yeah, if I could just I say, I know, I know. You are. You're not lazy, by the way. I don't think you're lazy at all. I think you're weird, but not lazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so let, let's move on a little bit. So, obviously, the, a few weeks ago, there was this. So there's this whole thing between broker and retail. Obviously, we're a broker, and we, we, we you know, there's different ways you can categorize things. But um, there's there's kind of a um, a rift, or like you know, the, the broker community is finally coming together with this whole AIM thing. And and there was this big convention in Las Vegas a few weeks ago where you spoke. Actually, you did a really good job, by the way. Um, so talk to me. You guys were an early adopter of AIM. You guys kind of jumped in that to support the broker community. Tell us about that decision and why why you decided to kind of go full in on that. Yeah, about, I guess it's about a year ago. I think it was last November. Um, one of my sales team members actually reached out to me and said, Hey, Laura, want to bring you into the fold of this new Facebook page called Brawl. 
And he's like, you know, I'm I'm watching kind of what's happening here, and I just want you to be aware of it. So I'm like, okay, let me check this out. And I went on, and I kind of looked at what the mission was and kind of where this was starting. And I said, you know what? This is all about, you know, being a partner, a true partner of our brokers by not actually going after and trying to refinance, you know, um, the loans that came in through the wholesale channel and, and being able to give the leads back and all of that. And I'm like, I do that already. So I want to make sure that I'm kind of in here as somebody that's, you know, yay, yes, that's kind of who I've always been. I've always been a very true partner to the broker community, and I want to make sure I'm part of it. So at that time, I reached out to Anthony Casa, and he wound up coming up to our office last January, and we kind of sat down for a few hours, and he was like, wow, I had no idea that you guys were doing all of these different things. And I said to him, I said, listen, I want you to know I'm here for you guys. Like I am 100% in and it's not a change. This is who we've always been and something that we always want to be part of. So please, you know, keep me involved as you develop. And so very early on, I was actually one of the brawl true partners. I think there was like an original six list. Yeah. I was on that list. So I was I was one of the original ones. And then when he started doing these shows, the AIM conferences, the regionals, um, they were wonderful. I went to that first one in Irvine, California, and I never – I honestly, I've been in the business for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever felt that kind of energy yeah. at a show as what I felt in California. Yeah, and so, yeah that was good. Yeah, and I I was like Anthony, what you know, whatever you're doing, just count me in on this, and I want to be at all these shows to really help and promote. And in addition to what we did previously, um, I've also rolled out a program that now I actually get leads from um, Zillow. Actually, monitors our entire portfolio of all of the loans that we do. And I get notified whenever one of your clients puts their home up for sale. So that's an additional thing that we recently have added as not only will we notify brokers when a payoff is requested, but we will also notify you if a home goes up for sale in addition to some of the other things that we've done. So that's that's kind of I'm definitely um, 100% in. I think it's phenomenal. And And just going back a little bit even further, even before the brawl movement came about, I noticed a few months before that, maybe maybe around last August or September, all of a sudden I started getting a lot of calls from people saying, hey, Laura, I owned a broker shop before the crash, and then after the crash, I went and worked for a retail organization, a you know, as a correspondent. Yeah, a lot of people did that. And now it's time for me to go back to being a broker. Those calls started increasing. Month over month, I started hearing that same story. And so I would tell Anthony all the time, this is what I'm hearing, just one person out here in the marketplace. I have to imagine that the shift is coming. And I find it so exciting to continue to hear everybody's story of kind of moving back into the broker side. And that's where 
you know, for me to educate and show people these different programs that are out there and be able to be a value trusted advisor to their referral partners and, and own the market, I say it all the time. This is, and I'm sorry to go off on no, a tangent, okay. but I, I, there's, this, this is something I'm so passionate yeah, about. Tell. Do so, it. okay, one of the things I always say. The mortgage business, you know, we all know we have to take our, you know, continuing education and stay up on regulatory. Absolutely, we got that. But I find that in our industry, you know, if we were medical people, right, we were in the medical personnel, we would continually say, I have to know the latest tools and I have to know the best way to be able to use, you know, the latest medical technology. You would have to do that. But I find in our industry, a lot of times we don't stay up on the latest and best programs and best technologies and best way to do our jobs. We kind of get caught in that silo and we do the same thing over and over again. And one of the really thing, best things that I found that AIM has done and, and this shift in the marketplace and even what's going on in our industry with the rising rate environment and kind of, you know, the margin compression and all of that, I think it's finally caused everybody to say, I need to get a little outside of what I've always done, and I have to learn new programs, or I have to learn new technology, or I have to be open-minded. So I think that's the biggest thing that I'm watching right now, just as, as AIM is, is growing and morphing and evolving. I, yeah, I mean, I think as far as being a broker, right, and knowing what you can do, you don't even really have to sell. You know, you don't have to sell clients on what you do, and it's not like You're being right. a retail loan officer. If you know what you can do, and if you have these tools like that AFR offers, or let's just say the bread and butter conventional loans, like here, there, yep. you can place them wherever you need, and all you need to do is let people know what you do, it's and service. the business will come to it's you. It's a service, right? Now. It's yeah. not like you need to it's service. go and yeah. you it's know service. hunt leads. Yeah. Hey, Mister Realtor, I also do this. Right? Right? Okay. Right. Leads will come to you. Right. Um, real quick, because we're, we're running short of time, Laura, and I want to make sure we get this in. Um, I know, obviously, you are the president of AFAR. The reality of our business is there's not many women in your position, and you uh, obviously are doing a fantastic job. You've got a lot of passion. You know your stuff. And I think something that's really important that you, you've created is, uh, I think, a group within AIM uh, for the women in mortgages. <clears throat> Am I right on that? Yes. Yes, you're correct. So one of the other things I kind of went to Anthony, Anthony with a few months ago is I said, you know, as a woman in the mortgage business over the last 20 years, a lot of times we would go to conferences or we would be part of organizations and you would be that one woman sitting in a room. And I've had the fortunate, you know, <laughs> that I'm very fortunate in my life that I've been able to get a seat at that table. But there's a lot of women that haven't had that opportunity. Right. And even there's a lot of women brokers. Like I, you know, luckily we, we launched the, the AIM Women's Affinity Group in Vegas the Friday night before um, the actual event. And I had close to 100 women show up at that initial event. And a lot of them were owners of their own broker shops. And they all said to me, this is the first time that I felt that I wasn't the only one, or I wasn't the minority. We were a strong group together. And they all said, years ago, you would go to a conference, and you were all by yourself. 
you looked like you were, maybe you were the processor. You know what I mean? They didn't look at you as you were the owner of the company or that you were the executive of the company. And the time has changed. Yeah. We have gotten to the point in our industry that these opportunities are opening. And I saw a lot of, you know, the generation behind me, the millennials sitting before me. And I said, guys, do you understand the opportunity you have put in, for, in front of you? So, yes, we finally have gotten to the point in time that it's not just a man's world in our industry. And I think that's fantastic. I, I like to think it's in our country, but uh, sometimes with the news, I think you're right. Yeah. Sometimes with the <laughs> news, our, I get a little our, depressed. You about know, it. our industry as a whole has always it's, been it's it's a male dominated yeah. industry yeah. for sure. So, uh, Laura, just to to wrap this up uh, with you, um, you know, if you had a message to give the audience, uh, obviously a lot of people, real estate agents, brokers, people from AIM, they all listen to this. What would be your message for them, and also how can they get a hold of you to to sign up with AFR? Because I do, I'm blown away by uh, your thought process, the, your ability to create new products. I, I, I'm I'm actually as a team, I think we also have to take another look at AFR and say, okay, we we need we need to really kind of dig into this because we just thought it was too hard. So I guess what would be your message for the for the audience, and then how do people get a hold of to sign up. Well, thank you very much. And that is the message is that it's not too hard. (laughs) That's exactly the message. Um, I I go out there and say, you are leaving money on the table. You are leaving relationships, opportunities, referrals on the table if you do not educate yourself and learn how to do these programs. Remember that we have put a system in place that even if you say, there is no way we're going to understand how to process a 203K or a home style or whatever the case may be. We will do it for you at no cost. So don't be afraid of it. We have the education. We have the resources to be there as a trusted partner to educate you so that you don't have to leave that money on the table. And it's not just the money. It's a long-term relationship. A lot of times you need that one thing to build that relationship. And once you have that, you'll get all the regular stuff too. So don't be afraid of it. Now is the time to educate yourself, be prepared for this market, and don't run away. So absolutely, that's my message on that. And as far as how to sign up, I'll give you the easiest email would be sales at AFRwholesale.com. If you just utilize that, just um, request a broker package and we certainly can get you signed up right away. That's awesome. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to do our show. I know obviously you're very busy. Uh, We really appreciate your passion. Uh, You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day, guys. Have an awesome day, Laura. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Laura. Take care. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, she was awesome. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we're fucking idiots for not, not like, like looking at these products a little bit more. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? No, I mean, it's... Uh, it got my wheels turning a lot, right? We've only done ourselves a disservice. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, just so the audience understands... By I mean, assuming. Assuming it's too hard for us to do, right? Or not worth our time. Not worth our time. Which is stupid. I think a lot of, a lot of brokers That's out there... That's what I think they yeah. think. Like, hey... And even, you know, it's like focus on the bread and butter, focus on what you're good at. Everyone's good at normal loans. How yeah. do you differentiate yourself in the market, right? I mean, it makes me, it just makes me think of the saying that w- what got you to where you are today isn't going to get you to where yeah. you're going, right? So you yeah. got to change it up a bit. You got to look at other avenues. So I, I really think as a, as a group, even us, and I think anybody that's listening, I mean, having these extra tools in our tool belt to be able to go to market and say, listen, dude. 
we, you can do a renovation loan if you're a VA or you can do a one-time closed construction loan because we've got that now. Or we, it's, it's like whatever you want now. What do you, I feel like you're like rapping or you're like know, bobbing no, back just, and forth. Like. I'm like Jay-Z in the, in the booth. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm really, I was really impressed by her. I, I, like, yeah. I was really impressed by her passion. And I'm impressed that they're, like, they're, they're pushing the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed by the, the technology and the innovation that they have of yeah, I'll be more that. impressed if you get a broker package done by the end of the week. We already are oh. signed up. We're signed up. We're <laughs> I'm signed just up kidding. With them. I'm kidding. We're signed up with them. Check that out. I don't yeah, even know that. Yeah, we are signed up with them. You just you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So th- thank you, everyone. So listen if, for the audience. Please go to you know uh, our website www.ire. That's three W's. Pod- yeah, three W's. Ire Go to Podcast Detroit. We're on there. Go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Google go, Play. Go to Google Play. Go to uh, Spotify. We are everywhere. You can ask Alexa to play Inside Real Estate. It'll play it. Yeah. Your, yeah. Your, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about what we've got going on. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great guests coming on. Uh, the new guest list will be coming through. We, we are almost booked through the end of the year. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. We are booked through the new year. We got two spots left. We do. Yeah, we got two spots left in December. So uh, the uh, the new guest list will be coming out on our website pretty soon here. So for, for all of you that want to check it out, Jessica. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween, guys. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Stay safe. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 